bringing their problems to me for as long as I can remember. I have one of those faces that just says, tell me what's going on. And now I have one of those podcasts that says, go ahead, tell me what's going on. Welcome to Mess in Progress. Hey guys, and welcome to Mess in Progress with myself, Gina Brion, and my lovely co-host slash everything person who looks adorable today, Catherine G. Mendoza. Catherine, say hi to the people. Hi, people. Oh, your highs are always so mellow. You know, hi, people. Start them off soft. <laughs> Start them off soft so I can come in swinging. Yeah. We are both wearing shades of red today. It's like we were psychically linked. Yes, yes. You know what it is? We're preparing for airy season. Oh, is it airy season almost? No, not yet. Not yet. It's almost. It's coming up. I, it's, I, I had barely noticed. <laughs> I had barely noticed it was close to airy season. So I felt I didn't because my rage is at a million. <laughs> no, 100%. This is definitely the month for rage right now. Leading into April is my, I'm, I'm an Aries born April 7th. And so my March Aries, Mariah is a March Aries. <laughs> um, Y'all get ready. Y'all get ready to start this. You, y'all, y'all better start this Aries season, right? You better start this Aries season, right? I'm not playing with y'all. Don't mess it up for me. Don't mess it up for me. <laughs> I should post about Aries season. I don't ever post anything about ast- astrology um, mm-hmm. unless I'm sharing something else. But for some reason, it's in me this time that I want to celebrate Aries season. I really want to celebrate it. Like I want to sit in my full Aries moods mm-hmm. and just and just be fabulous. I think it's because last year, the first season to get attacked by COVID was Aries season. You know what? I bet you it. I bet you that's that's that PTSD that I feel from last year. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah. I didn't even care about my birthday last year. I really was on some like there's a pandemic. I'm pregnant. I have no idea what you want me to do with with this birthday this year. We did a birthday Zoom that my husband set up. He bought the wrong cake. I, uh, <laughs> I was like, how do you not know my favorite cake? We need a divorce. By the way, I threatened to divorce this man over the dumbest shit. Like, I swear to you, everything. If he makes a corny joke, I look at him and I go, I want a divorce. <laughs> okay, it's a, it's a running joke. Then. It is a running joke. But then when seriously, he's never going to believe me when I seriously want a divorce. Like, <laughs> I seriously was like, I want a divorce. I'm like, ah, you playing. I'm like, no, actually, here are the papers. I would like to <laughs> ah, do that. This was a joke. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think that's. I don't know. Divorce to me is like, I don't know what's more work, divorce or counseling? Counseling. Counseling? Yeah. I think I think divorce is just about the headache, the time, the money, right? Yes. But I It's think crazy money to get divorced, bro. That's why a lot of people don't get divorced because it's crazy money. That's why a lot of people shouldn't get married because it's crazy money. It is, yo, it's, it's, it is crazy money to get married. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Actually, my wedding was relatively cheap. But that's because I got hooked up by a lot of people, so I can't lie. I well, can't I, lie. I mean more just the institution of marriage when you want out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't even get married because they know I can be with you, have common law, have all of that, right? But not necessarily intertwine our finances and all of that crap. Because even, I think about it like a business deal. Like right now, the whole J-Lo and A-Rod debacle. Yeah, um, we don't know what's going on with that. We really don't. But apparently one of the conversations was that they have businesses together. They're not even married. And now if they were to break up, they have to figure out how to separate those businesses. Dang. Yeah, it's similar to children. You know, my husband had to convince me to go on the same phone plan as he is. Like, he had to talk me into that because I used to work at a cell phone store and I used to see couples coming in all the time, getting on the same plan. And then like a couple months later, one of them's walking in, like, how can I get off the plan without talking to so-and-so? We don't speak no more. And I'm like, I don't want that problem. And he was like, so you're saying you don't believe in us as a couple? And I was like, oh, fine, call T-Mobile. And then we got on the same plan. Was it a money thing? It wasn't a money thing. It's just for me, there's so much. And this is just my trauma. Well, this is, it's, what he wanted. Was oh, it, a money thing? it was a money thing. And it was just like, you know, he likes that connectedness in a relationship. Like he's that kind of person that like, I want to know everything about you. I want to know everything you're doing. I want to know about your finances. I want to know what you, what you want to do in the future. Like he's that type of person that likes that connectedness. And I'm the complete opposite. I'm the complete opposite where I'm like, do you 
I'm going to do me, especially when it came to finances. Like, it's funny that you said intertwining finances because um, I'm definitely the most difficult person to communicate when it comes to my finances. I'd be like, even my tax person, when he asked me questions, I'm like, why you want to know? Right. Mind your business. Keep your hand on my purse. <laughs> it's, I feel it. Yeah, because that's why I gave you that face right now when you said this is not a judgment towards him. This is a judgment towards people like that in general, yeah. which is like, I want to, I'm sorry, probably unpopular opinion. How do you feel more connected if we're on the same plan? How? How does that help your connection? Like, I don't understand that. Like, okay, so uh, you want to be on the same plan? You get T-Mobile. I still keep my Sprint. They're under the same umbrella. So technically we're in this. Like that to me is an absurdity. This um, is Aries season rage. Warning, warning. Yeah. Aries season rage approaching. That would, to me, I feel like, you want to know why I wouldn't be down with that? Because it almost alludes to this. I don't feel, I can say that we're not connected if you want anything that makes you an individual. And that's bullshit. That I completely understand. I think for me, I agree with your thought there, but I think for me, it's because of past trauma and feeling controlled that I'm not down with any of that. I don't like that. I don't want to feel controlled. I don't want, I've already been controlled by a man. I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to feel like you're holding the leash. That That's so aggravating to me. I don't think any person, I don't even want to say any woman. I don't think any person should be in that position where they feel almost owned by another person. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it comes to romantic relationships, because we can slip into that role real quick, real yeah. quick. You slip into that role where somebody ends up running you. And I don't like that. That is, that is not my jam at yeah. all. And yeah. there's been a lot of discussion lately. Um, I don't know. I get caught up. I go down the rabbit hole of these things. So TikTok, I have gone down the rabbit hole of so many different stories and follow different stories. And now, by the way, now Mess in Progress is on TikTok. However, however. We haven't posted. We haven't posted. But somebody created a fake Mess in Progress TikTok account. So are we famous now? I don't like, know. I feel like are we famous? Like somebody, not me, not you, the podcast, messing pro that's crazy. I think we're famous now. Well, you see, here's the thing that got me about it. So first off, it's called just say so if you're listening, you want to follow. Ours is mess at mess in progress podcast. The fake one is at mess in progress pod or at mess in progress podcast. C-A-S, mm. like a set, right? Not ours is the full podcast word. Yes. The problem isn't the name. Cause at first I was like, like if they would have just, somebody would have made a mess in progress podcast, like page, whatever. We're not the first people to probably ever think of the cleverness of mess in progress. Yeah. But they're literally using our cover art. Yep. That's where it becomes a, you're, you're trying to pretend you're us and they haven't posted anything like, Here's my thing. If you're going to follow us on TikTok, if you find the one that has zero followers, then that's not us. Right yeah. now, we have a whopping five followers. Ooh. Two of them are me and Gina, so three. <laughs> um, if, you, if you find us, that's the one for us. And we've even tried to like report it to TikTok. Yeah. I also did think, though, could it be one of us made it by mistake? Or we Yo, hilarious. Yo, I literally thought for a second that we did the same thing. I was like, did we both, did we create one before we decided to create one? Like, yeah. wait, that's crazy. But you know what's crazy? The person who created it is probably listening right now. Because you would have to, I, I would imagine you would have to be a fan. Why right? else would you do it? Yeah, why else would you do it? So thank you for mm -hmm. creating a fake account. It's very flattering. But how but, can we post on it? Like, yeah. <laughs> And that's no, but even like in social media now, we know that there are fan accounts. You say mm -hmm. fan of, and that's cool. Like to be a fan of is not a problem. But when you are taking the actual name and images of something, yeah, I, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, just as somebody who's worked professionally in social media, you know, part of our success and the success of the of this kind of show is to put all of our data together. If people are going to your page, believing it is the authentic page, mm -hmm. then 
that hinders our business. And then eventually mess in progress will be no more because yeah. it's going into two different algorithms. A fan account, people follow fan accounts because they go, oh, they're a fan like me. That's why people get verified. That's why that mm -hmm. happens. So that, but we're not necessarily as, as a show at the level to be verified on TikTok. So um, if you opened it, please um, put fan. That's it. Yeah, put fan on it. Put fan page. Otherwise, we're going to keep reporting you. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We'll just have lot. to keep reporting you. So just put fan. Mess in progress fan. Ooh, that would be dope. Yeah, Mess in progress fan page. You could even use the artwork. Or yeah. I would prefer if you didn't, but use the artwork and put yeah. it up there. I would only prefer it because then there's no confusion. But yeah. um, we don't mind a fan page. Create yeah. a fan page. And you could even in the bio, this is a fan account. You can yes. say stuff like that. But other than that, it's just going to confuse people as we continue to try to grow our, our audience on TikTok. Right. We so grown. Look at how grown we handled that. I know. Because we, we could so have been super like, yo, when I find you. Okay, so just like really quick side note. I'm looking at the camera right now, right? I'm looking at myself. And I'm like, damn, I'm cute. But I am unfortunately Morticia Adams light-skinned right now. Like, I need some sun. This is ridiculous. Yes, I thought that earlier about myself. I looked at myself right before getting in the shower. It's This is not, you're Morticia Adams. I'm interviewed with a vampire. Wow. But, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not like I'm 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 Brad Pitt when he didn't eat for a minute. Mm -hmm. Like the wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I, Tom Cruise playing the, the piano. Ooh, Tom Cruise on the piano. It's not good. It's this is not a good look. We need a summer in the sun. Like, yes. We need yeah. some some tans because we looking ooh, yes. we looking pale, pasty. Mm -hmm right now yeah we're looking like a new microsoft word document wow <laughs> you know exactly what i'm talking about you know what that hurt more than me calling myself Patricia adams like that microsoft <laughs> that hit different that hit different Catherine. because everybody's opened the new microsoft word document <laughs> just see everybody's gonna be like day. everybody's gonna look at that now they're gonna open their microsoft and just look at it and be like damn am i that color i'm that light skin yeah. right now yeah, I'm that light skin right now, y'all. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, yeah, I'm at a level where they want to take out blood. They don't gotta struggle to see the vein. <laughs> ah, right there, right there. It's Catherine right there. is transparent at this point. <laughs> I am Catherine the friendly ghost. You're Catherine yeah. the friendly ghost. <laughs> yes, that's all it is. It's just, it's not a good look. And I mean, this is not a a, a shade to like people who are no, um, no. pale. This is just. Uh, realization because it's the first time in our lives where we spent less time outside yep. so we didn't know our full potential of whiteness <laughs> no we didn't we did not realize we had this potential mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i could have been this privileged my whole life whole life as long as you stood out of the sun yeah as long so as soon as i change color they're like wait a minute but you know what i prefer i prefer just like any no I love a good tan because the tan does many things to you it, it it helps you glow it makes you look skinnier then makes you feel skinnier uh I, I and then plus I'm just grateful that my genetic makeup allows me to tan mm, facts yeah not everybody has that luck I'm just not a good tanner because I don't have the patience after 20 minutes of sitting there, I'm like, ah, am I tanned yet? I really would like to go inside and get a beverage. But if you were to like be working at the side of the road, picking up trash, you would be dark. I would be dark, dark. Yeah, like, I, I would be my mama dark. I would yeah, be dark, yeah, dark, dark. Like, yeah, you would definitely start, your, um, your indigenous would be ignited. <laughs> <laughs> my powers would be sure. would be ignited. I'm in my full capacity, right? Full Puerto Rican mode. That's how yours sounds. Mine sounds like a pan flute. <laughs> Mine would be like, poo, 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 Yo, poo, you poo, said pan flute. I hate you. You said pan flute. <laughs> and now I can't get that image out of my head of you in like a little poncho playing like a pan flute. Oh, that's my, I have First a poncho. I have a poncho. It has llamas. 
As it should. As, as it, it should. should. You need the yes. llama one. You got to get you a llama one. My family comes from the the, the Inca people of mm -hmm. South America. Yes, like it's I like a pan flute. Yes, you you heard it here first. <laughs> I know this. I know this. I just haven't done it. I haven't gotten to my full form. I'm a pan flute prodigy. I just never picked up a pan flute. But, but I it's know gonna that happen. Once, oh, once I pick up a pan flute, it's over it's for you, ho. I'm gonna be the Beyonce of pan flutes, yo. The Beyonce, the Jimi Hendrix of pan flute. Yo, this bitch is killing me. I can't. I can't with you today. <laughs> the right. Beyonce of pan flutes. Beyonce. They're gonna be like, and the Grammy goes to. Do you the see why Aries season is so fire? pun intended but also do you see why this energy coming off of Catherine? this is airy season energy y'all y'all don't understand this yep. hilarity is brought to you by airy season it is it's all oh, depending pending Aries season. depending airy season because um, we're not there yet i'm telling you i know okay i just thought of it my name the name of my um <laughs> the name of my like my my prodigy name, my artist name yes is gonna be pfp Oh, PFP. PFP. Yes. So think what I'm just thinking about the easy way that they'll say it at the Grammys and they'll be like, No, you and Lizzo doing a song together. Oh. You and your pan flute, her oh. on her flute. Oh. Right? She's gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Oh, look at that. You're already a prodigy. Never picked up a pan flute. I already, already know the sound. Ooh. I know. I know it. Like, you know how much I know this that I'm a pan flute prodigy? Girl, I'm a I'm more than positive that one day I'm gonna walk into an antique store, and when I walk into the antique store, I'm just gonna hear a sound like Jumanji, and it's gonna be coming from the corner. And it's gonna be like a slow little poo poo poo. I'm like, Gina, do you hear that? She's gonna be like, What are you talking about? My ears can't hear that sound. I don't know what you're talking about. As I get closer, it gets louder. And then this gleam will be around the pencil of my ancestors because for some reason, my ancestors own that one. And when I pick <laughs> it up, immediately I'll be transformed into PFP. PFP, <laughs> immediately. It's like a lightsaber. She has the force within her, y'all. Yeah. The, the, the pan flute force. The pan flute force. Guys, we'll keep you updated on this story yeah. of Catherine yeah. and her transition. To PFP. To PFP. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. Y'all don't believe me, but one day. Watch. One day. One day. And she's going to kill it. You think she's kidding when she says the Beyonce of Pam Flute? No. Yeah. She's not kidding. She's yeah. not kidding. She will take the world by storm. Beloved. Yeah. Like, but I, I remember the Princess Diana of Pam Flute. Wow. Yes. You, you heard it here first. 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 You heard no. it here first. But what's your ancestry? <laughs> I mean, I do. When I did my ancestry, I did have a lot of indigenous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that there's, and my indigenous is mostly from, well, all from. Wait, so um, you did your ancestry. Did you show your mom your ancestry? Mm -hmm. And what did she say? She was like, that sounds accurate. Like, because I did mine. I did my grandma's. Oh, that's what's up. Um, I did. I did, my sisters did theirs and we all have different dads. So we have different like percentages. You did like the, that's just like a cheek swab, right? You do the cheek yeah. swab? No, you spit in like a, like you, 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 you do a. Yeah. And then you got a hatu to the line. Cause there's a line. It's like, oh, eh, shit. there wasn't enough, there wasn't enough I got to do more hatu. Let me eat some cheese, get some mucus going. Yeah, and so then you do that, and they and they send it off, and it's interesting. I'm not gonna lie. The only thing that's kind of weird about it is that like once it's in the system, you can find like third cousins, fourth cousins, fifth cousins that are like super strange. And I mean, I don't know, but I've had a few of my far distant primos who came up into the D um the the DM, and I was like, my man. You literally found me on a genetic site. Like wow, I slid into your DMs, bro. No, no oh no. my goodness. No, like I mean, mira, I'm not judging what's happened in Latin America because you know there's a lot of history of a lot of things. Oh, 100 percent I was just about to say, um, I had a homegirl from Ecuador years ago, and she said that there was a lot of incest in Ecuador. That she was like, people marry their first cousins, they met like 
people marry their uncles like it gets crazy out there yeah my i found out i found this out recently Mm. not my grandfather my great-grandfather maternal side is a kid of two first cousins and he married his first cousin yeah but my um great-grandmother wasn't that woman my great-grandmother was the mistress so I don't come from that. I come from like, but here's the thing. My grandmother's siblings were half from the mistress and then also half with two parents that were cousins. Yeah. Escándalo. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, and it's, it's for the fucked up reason of, um, uh, uh, like, um, salvando la raza. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's what they say. Yeah. It's mostly because of that. Cause my grandmother's mother was, um, indigenous uh, native of, of Ecuador. My grandfather, my great-grandfather, the, you know, the one who cheated, he was also born in Ecuador, but his parents, his whole family apparently was from Spain, migrated to Ecuador, bought a whole bunch of plot of land. So like a whole bunch of, think about a whole bunch of cousins mm-hmm. came to Ecuador. They all was like, we own all of this. Like we're going to buy it. Um, I'm not going to say steal because Dike was buying. Mm-hmm. Um, but then their whole thing was y'all marry within your first cousin. And so that's what he did. He married his first cousin, but then he cheated on her with a lady who used to, she wasn't even a worker for him. She was the cook. She cooked for the people who worked for him. Mm. And that's where my grandma came from. So that's also where my mix on her side enters the native Ecuadorian. That's crazy. That's why she was, her father was Garcia Garcia. And she was um, Garcia, but another last name because of her mother. Yo, but I want to do this family. now. Yeah. Well, I, I found was... that through my mom. Like, because I was oh, like, okay. I was under the impression that most of my um, peninsula, you know, Spaniard came from my father because my father's very, very light skinned. My father's also a Microsoft Word document, <laughs> you know, um, but I thought it was him. And I then come to realize that it's like, no, they're, it's equally both. Like they both have a similar story. Okay. Where his, I'm not going to say the incest part. I don't know. I haven't found that out, but I do know that his mother was from Spain and my great grandfather was from Spain. Oh, that's what's up. Well, no, he wasn't from Spain, but his family was from Spain. That's so so cool that you learned all that history about your family. Yeah. I mean, gotta ask. I really want to do it. I was afraid. I have such conspiracy theory issues with everything. I was like, I can't give away my DNA. Well, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm They're like, what if they frame you? me for murder? Oh, that's true. I mean, but <laughs> I, I think I could argue that. I'd be like, okay. But I didn't well, what do was it. it? <laughs> I didn't do it. But your DNA is all, but I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. If I did it, I would tell you. I would, yeah. <laughs> Why would I lie? I did it. I did it for a reason. <laughs> if I, I would have did it, I would have done it with reason. So, officer, I clearly did not do didn't it. Didn't do it. Um, I have a really interesting anecdote. Okay. So the other day, um, my mother and I are like getting ready um to go to bed to go to sleep, right? Um, so for anybody who's been listening for a while, you know, I have. Um, live, reside in the same home as my mom and she's been she's she is much better um thankfully after her stint with COVID now I have a just I like getting having tea in the evening and so I'm in the living give myself some tea making her some tea and she was in the living room doing something else and I hear her say something and I go did you say something to me and she goes oh no I'm talking to myself now uh I should say I was crazy high like I had taken some like an indica to go to sleep, but I was still high, right? And my brain goes, um, why is she talking to herself out loud? Like I've done it, but I don't do it a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I noticed my mother does it a lot. And I asked her, um, do you have an inner monologue? And she goes, you know, my mom speaks Spanish first. She goes, what's that? And I was like, does your head, do you talk to yourself in your head? She goes, no, I, don't, I can't do that. And my brain like exploded with a realization <laughs> of the years of my life that I spent. I even had to apologize to her because I spent years 
finding my mother's like inability to have an internal monologue. I thought she was choosing not to. So I found her annoying for that. I found her super annoying because I would be like, can you not discuss this in your head? Like, that's just normal. And when she told me that, I was like, I'm the douchebag because you're not in the wrong. I just never asked you the right question. She told me, no, when I want to talk to me, she said, Catherine, that's why I look crazy in the street. Because sometimes me talking to myself out loud is my way of talking to myself. I was like, yo, the years it would have spent, I mean, saved me knowing this about her. I would have been less frustrated with her, more patient with her as a kid, all this stuff. And then I looked it up and it is a thing that there are people without inner monologues. So I questioned, why did I assume two things? I have one, I can talk to myself. So I just assumed everybody was like that. And then two, because we live in a world where um, popular media shows us things like narrators or internal monologues, even in media. Mm -hmm. So it, it feeds the assumption that that is the norm. You know what I mean? In many ways, my mother is a part of a minority of that brain capacity. Yeah. Didn't, didn't think about it. And so that's interesting. That's very interesting. I think, I think I have both because I will, will, I will talk to myself like out loud. I'll just talk to myself when I'm working through something or I'm upset about something, but also um, I can have that inside sort of thought to myself when I don't when I want to be introspective when I don't want people to know what I'm thinking about you know when I'm like super high that's when it's usually when I do all my talking out loud like that's when all my thoughts just kind of slip out regardless but usually sober me has a little bit of a nice balance between the two I don't think it's that you have a balance is that you have control over okay that's all it is what because you know what I mean like it's not really a balanced thing you either have it or you don't and people yeah. who can control it, it's, that's the ideal because there are people who then can't shut it up. Yes, 100%. Right? Which I think is as extreme as her not having it at all. Yeah. Where you have a good balance of like knowing like, okay, you know what? I don't need to be thinking this out so much. I could just chill right now. Or maybe if you're speaking, because I do the speaking out loud thing. Sometimes that also alludes to anxiety. It can, yeah. Right? So it's just going, the internal monologue isn't enough in this task. I need to go this and that and this. You know what I mean? It's because of things like that. I just find that so interesting. Yeah. So um, you know what? That makes me want to go into our TikTok of the day. Cool, cool, cool. This one comes from, at, it's a stitch. And it comes from at American Blondie. Um, the first video shows somebody like flipping through a Victoria's Secret magazine and the first video says that's crazy the only um they're only white women the only white woman is on the back and then her video comes in as a stitch and she says so here's the thing I got this magazine to my house looked through it literally did not notice skin color I did not and I even made my mom look through it and well we just didn't that wasn't the first thing we saw the first thing we saw um was some girls had tattoos and I thought that was pretty cool And then we noticed different body types. Pretty normal for today's day and age. I just didn't notice that there were only darker skinned girls and there were no white girls. I don't want to seem like a victim because honestly, I could give two shits, but I don't know. um, In the name of diversity, kicking out white girls out of a magazine is just the opposite of diversity. And we're just going in the wrong direction. Um, We are. It's sad. So that was her TikTok. What do we think? Well, I saw the TikTok. And um, have many thoughts on it. Uh, this is, I always try to approach this topic very, very, with as much care as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Because to me, nobody is, just, just let's say to sort of play devil's advocate to something that I think people of color have heard their entire lives nobody's kicking white girls out. Those are just the girls that got those particular modeling jobs. Nobody's intentionally keeping you out. You've been a part of the modeling industry. You've been a part of it for, for a long time. It's, and the way that I think the way that she's looking at it is sort of wrong. 
nobody's kicking white girls out. They're just, these are the women that got the jobs. Be happy that you saw diversity. Be happy that you saw body positive and different styles of bodies, different types of bodies. Be happy that you saw that. Why do you have to flip to the back and be like, oh, that was the only white girls on the back? She's still on the magazine. I said that. She didn't say that. Oh, yeah. The guy said that. Yeah. That she flipped it. But she sort of co-signed it. Kind of. She sort of co-signed what he was saying. So I understand the message behind it, which is diversity should include all. Yes, diversity should include all. That is how it's defined. That is how it is defined. But she was still included in the magazine. Just because she was on the back don't mean you want her to be in the magazine in order for her to be included in the magazine to you. Okay, so to play devil's advocate, I, I don't necessarily, um, cause I don't, I don't, I, I was reading the comments and you know, some people are like, yo, she was completely on the money right until the end, right? That's what a lot of people felt. Oh, she was right about the fact that she said, I didn't even notice skin color. Yeah. All I noticed was the tattoo and I thought that was cool, the body positive, And I thought that was cool. That's what she noticed. That's what her mother noticed. These are two white women. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the comments I like myself were like, oh, I see where she's going towards. Yeah. But then she ended up ended it with um kicking white girls out of a magazine is the opposite of diversity. Um, we're going in the wrong direction. We're and and it's sad. I see what she's getting at though. Yeah, right? I see her point. She but the question is, is she wrong? And the answer is no. No, she's not wrong in what she's saying. Whether you agree with it or not, she's not wrong in what she's saying. Yeah. You can disagree with it, but yeah. she's making a valid point, a valid point that people of color would make if the roles were reversed. That's different, right? Because again, it's about oppression and uh, oppressor and oppressed. I'm just saying the argument would be made by people who would be like, oh, there's only white girls in here. The only person of color is on the back. Like the mm-hmm. argument would still be made. Yes, right. it's a different situation, but no, that argument. That's why it matters. That's yeah. why the argument matters because that argument is made in the name of oppression. This argument yes. is made in the name of oppression. This argument is made in the name of the, the definition of diversity. And the definition of the diversity is in all inclusive. All inclusive. So she's not wrong when she's saying, if, you, if what we want ultimately is all inclusive, it doesn't exclude anyone, including white people, even if they, for the longest time, have been the oppressor. And so she's right in that. Yes, so, totally. The problem is the fact that it's easy to start correlating similar arguments and saying stuff like it would be the same if the if the shoe was in the other foot. It's not because the argument doesn't come from the same point, but the same argument would be made. But it doesn't come from the same. It doesn't have the same roots. Right. And that's why that's why her message in the comments were be was being um, uh, rebuttaled. Because they weren't trying, they weren't understanding that what she was saying wasn't, um, now you're oppressing white people. She wasn't saying that. She was saying, you said everybody deserves to be in the room. And yet, Mm -hmm. everybody's not in the room. Yes. And and to some degree, using your argument about, um, well, the only people in the room are also the ones who were the be- the most fit for the job, mm-hmm. right? So in any other, in any industry, the people who get the job are the ones who are the, who, who whoever is curating the magazine feels is best for the job. Mm-hmm. But to some degree, there is the question of diversity for the sake of diversity. Oh yeah, right? we've dealt with that the whole time. That's a lot of the problem with diversity now is yeah. diversity is not done right by so many platforms. What do you mean by that? Because it's diversity for diversity's sake. It's uh-huh. like when, you know, and people complain about this, but I, I, I'm always on the fence about it, but it's like when people just throw someone in a cast on a mm-hmm. show to make sure they make that diversity quota instead of paying attention to the relevance of that given character and whether or not that was a good look diversity-wise. They just throw it in there so they get the check. Oh, yeah, they have a, a black character or they have a this character or they have a that character. They just or have actor. the check. Yes. Yeah. Right. No, I, I agree. The question becomes 
there's in all these conversations, they're never, nobody ever discusses the actual solution. Oh yeah, of course. No, right. I agree. 100%. Nobody discusses the solution. They bring up the issue that you mm -hmm. just presented, but they don't talk about the solution because the solution is where the work actually has to be done. Casting directors should be casting for the right actor for the role. Mm -hmm. Modeling, um, uh, casting for modeling should be the right person for whatever that swimsuit is or whatever, you know what I mean? It shouldn't just be to fill the quotas. And now the quota clearly is, now the whole Victoria's Secret magazine needs to be uh, uh, full-figured women and, um, and women of color. Mm -hmm. As somebody who, who grew up looking at Victoria's Secret magazines and never feeling my body was, my body type mm -hmm. was represented. And again, you can't really represent my body type with, without having a woman that has a similar makeup to me. So mm -hmm. even though my skin is the color that it is, the, the body type I have comes from the indigenous roots and there weren't that. And every time you see indigenous women, they still have the perceived white beauty standard of thin and lean and all of that. And I never saw myself represented in that sense. Mm -hmm. Right. But now are you doing it for the sake of doing it? So now even body positive art, and I hate to say this is not, I mean, this is not um, hate, mm -hmm. are the Ashley Grams who she is full figured. But let me tell you what Ashley Graham also is tall. So her body looks different than a girl. She could be the same weight as someone like me, but I'm five two and she's five seven. She yes. wears it different. So mm -hmm. guess what? I, I'm sorry. I don't want to see five seven bigger women like this is body positivity. No, girl, because the way that my frumpiness is set up is <laughs> it, you still are. Um, what is it? Uh, uh, you're still feeding into this idea of beauty is about long. Mm -hmm. And I come from the pan flute people. We not long yes. and lean. We need a pan flute Victoria's Secret edition. I feel like that's the only way we're going to resolve this. We need to show some short, curvy girls that no, look good in that. We, we, diversity in the modeling industry is, mm -hmm. yes, it is okay to have a white girl who looks like the traditional uh, uh, Victoria's Secret because there are girls who look like that. Yes. Right? It is okay to have a white girl who is of a different body shape as well. No one in particular. It's okay to have that. You should be more concerned with, as a company, are you creating products that are already fit for different body types? And then when you're casting those body types, Casting the people who best represent the majority of people that have that type of body type. Mm -hmm. So again, an indigenous woman and a mestiza who's the mix have certain things where it's like, I could have um, me personally, Catherine. Yeah. Um, I don't look good in certain like lingerie stuff because they're not made for the, for my frame, like my mm -hmm. short this and not a lot of torso. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If they're making a, a, a bra that is like a, like a, like a neck, like a choker thing, girl, do you know how big my neck is? Like this is genetic. Like that's why I could never wear those, the garter belt thing. I can never wear that. I'm like, my thighs do not work that way. Sorry. Right. My thigh, that joint would fold over and roll down. My thighs would murder that thing. The plastic never lasted. So it's, you're absolutely right. Like it would be beneficial to them too, to have that kind of true diversity, not right. only in skin color, not only in background, but also in body type. Yeah. And that's somebody with my frame would be nice so that I know what's going to look good on me. Right. Like, and this is like, for instance, like yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Even at your leanest ever, 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 mm -hmm. you don't have J-Lo's body type. Even no. at, right? Like, this is not an affront to anybody. No. Just even at your leanest, you are structurally built with a different makeup than she is. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, if people only go, J-Lo's what the Puerto Ricans look like, that is a disservice to the fact that that's not true. That's that is not, not true. true. We do not all look like J-Lo. We do not. We do not. We do not. That would be very nice, for, but we do not. And that's for every group and every category. So mm -hmm. I kind of almost feel like oh. it, it sucks that 
It sucks, that someone, it, sucks, it sucks that someone can have a really, could be making a really good point. Um, but that we're not ready to talk about the fact that even the word diversity has been used improperly, just like mm -hmm. the way the word representation is being used improperly. Like that's the real conversation here. Yeah. You know, um, diversity has become a, a, um, a check, like a yep. box check. That's yeah. And definitely in the entertainment industry, definitely in the modeling industry, it becomes this check they look to achieve so that there's a lack of sincerity in a lot of what we see because mm -hmm. it's so apparent that it's become a check to so many people. Well, in this, in this particular thing, I, I, I feel like lately uh, that Aries energy that's hitting me has been moving any, everything towards, um, I'm like, I could connect every dot back to the patriarchy. And mm -hmm. let, me connect, let me connect this one, which is, it all comes down to the male gaze. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to that. And what and we were told was beautiful, what we perceived as beautiful based on what men found gaze. desirable. Right. Which is, um, now I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the United States. Yes. Right. Because the world, there's different standards of beauty in different cultures at different times. I mean, in this country in particular, um, and probably in historically in a lot of UK, um, a, a lot of places in the UK, yeah. right? Um, there has been this idea of beyond race, because uh, one thing is whiteness, but the other thing is then also, uh, you know, being thin, but having breasts, because breasts has always been, you know, sexualized yes. for men. I mean, right? boobs are pretty awesome. As a haver of boobs, I can tell you they're pretty awesome. Right, but, but women who don't have boobs don't yeah. fit into that male gaze. Yes. And I mean, awesome. boobs of any kind, but I totally know what you're saying. I had a girlfriend years ago who was would consider herself flat-chested. She would yeah. say it all the time. And it was a big cause of a lot of her insecurities was just yeah. because she felt like she didn't have that standard, beautiful Barbie shape to her body. Because her worth was being affected by the male gaze. 100%. And so now that has turned into the fetishizing uh, curvature. So including ass and all of that and hips yeah. and all of that. So now, now if anything, um, the, the magazine is doing a double whammy. It's going, look, we checked the box of diversity, but also we're still over-sexualizing these curvier bodies. Cause mm -hmm. once again, they don't put a girl like, listen, my thighs are not in shape, right? Mm -hmm. My thighs on a beach, you, 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 you put that shit down. It look like a ham right in the middle. You know my what joints is straight cottage cheese, you, papa. You know you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, am I looking very boar's head? Like you're like, libra, libra de no, that give me the non-salted one, ham. Unsalted so, ham, please. That's, that's what my thigh looks like. This is not a, to say my thigh looks disgusting. This is to say my thigh doesn't look the beauty standard yeah. of what thigh should look like. But not all, because I have seen diversity in even body shapes. Mm -hmm. But the most popular um, body positive women don't have, they have, they have yams. They have it tight, but they're big. Yeah. They don't have boar's head. They don't got no boar's head. They, boar's they got head. yams. They got yams, yo. They cooked yams. They ready to cook yams. No, mine's is boar's head. They even pink like boar's head. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And you know, you know the visual. And here's the thing. You don't, you don't, you you don't put me on a beach. You plop me on the beach. You and are ridiculous. I had to say that in slow motion because that's how ridiculous that statement was. Wait, tell me I'm wrong. This, are... is not, this is not about weight. This is just about the fact that, like I said, the way my thighs are set up, I have more inner. That You know what I mean? That yes, I have thick ass thighs. I know. So No, but thick thighs can be like meaning oh, you can have a whole. No, I don't got the yams. I don't got the yams. Trust me. I don't got the yes. yams. But I'm just saying some people will say I have thick thighs and have that. And it's like, that is thick thighs, but that's not representative of every girl with thick thighs. Yeah. Right. So the girls who have that extra in the middle, 
that that is the the boy's head and i'm sorry mama but when you go this is not a ew this is disgusting because i don't feel that way about my body but when we go to the beach plop that's it and i just want to see a plop in a victoria's secret let's see a plop yo i don't care what's what race she is let me see a plop let me see a plop because that's that's my friend is representation <laughs> guys and that is representation you heard yeah. it first on mess in progress supporter of pan flutes <laughs> supporter of the pan flute mafia uh the pan flute prodigy aka Catherine g mendoza this brings us to our dear gina well we round this out with a nice dear gina that is actually inspired from a tweet from at j i'm gonna say j i s four underscore lastman uh that's l-a-s-m-e-n uh tweeted this so let's get into this dear gina the other day i was talking to my partner about how i believe threesomes are for couples who are both sexually attracted to everyone involved now i'm not into women so i don't want my partner asking me to have one with another woman i believe if i asked him for one with another man he'd not only get into his feelings but his pride would say well no because i'm not gay so, of course, I feel like, well, me either. Am I wrong? No. <laughs> like, if you're not into it, then no, you're not wrong. You don't have to do anything you're not into. Like, this to me is such a, like, no, you're not wrong at all. It's not your thing. You don't have to do a threesome. I believe. Hold on. This is the shortest Dear Gina. Yeah. <laughs> no. Thank guys. Thanks for joining us. And until next week. Um. Cause it's just like, to me reading through it, like I, I'm just like, you don't have to ever do it. This is a, this is a conversation that you have with your partner right away, by the way. Um, I believe in the spectrum of sexuality. I totally believe in the spectrum of sexuality. I have been with men. I have hooked up with a woman or two. I have been on that spectrum myself. I prefer men. I am more attracted to men. The threesome question has always come up in almost every single relationship I have ever been in. It is a question that every man I've been with has asked. If I was willing to do one, have I ever done one? Would I consider doing one? My feelings on threesomes is this. First of all, yes, it has to fall within the parameters of what is your, what is your thing? Are you into both men and women? Are you not into both men and women? Because then, yeah, don't even consider a threesome. Why would you if that's not what you, what you want, what you're attracted to? Um, but if you are, I think the issue with threesomes often becomes um, how tied are we to the third person and how tied do we stay to the third person? Meaning you guys are in a relationship, you're bringing a third person into the picture. You have to decide as a couple, where does this relationship end? Does it end with just this one thing that happened between all three of you and then you guys never speak again, as in that third person is never contacted again for any reason? That would probably be the only way I would do a threesome is if we were never going to see that person again, because I have too many jealousy issues that I would feel very insecure if somebody was still involved after the fact. And I know too many horror stories of people that have been through that. but. I feel like this is the only reason why this was an easy one to answer is because the question is, am I wrong? And it's a very simple answer. No, you're not wrong. That is not something you want. So you don't ever have to do it. And if it's not something your partner wants, then nobody's no harm, no foul. None of you really want that. You know, unless there was a thing where it was like, did you want to do a threesome with another guy? Is that why this sort of came up? Was that your thing? Would you want to do that? Because then you just have to be respectful of what your partner, what your partner wants. Sex is a bigger conversation that couples need to, to have on the regular. Too many people go into relationships and don't have these discussions before getting sexual with somebody or even in the, in the beginning of a relationship when you notice that maybe something's off sexually. Maybe somebody is, you know, maybe they're into something and they're afraid to tell you. They're afraid to tell you what they're into because they don't want to be judged, you know. And maybe one of those things is a threesome. So the conversation between the couple, you just have to go into the conversation 
willing to respect whatever the answer is that you get. I think when you're talking threesomes, it's about like, what's your comfort level? What's your comfort level? Would you be comfortable with this? Is this something that you're into? Because if not, we don't even need to examine it. You know, there have been guys too that I've been with that have been like, I've already had a threesome. It was not my thing. I did not enjoy it. It is not as fun as everybody says it is. I don't ever want to do it again. Like I've had dated guys like that too. And so I think it's about respecting the other person more than anything else. Obviously respect your own wishes above and all and what you want for yourself, but have enough respect for your partner that if it's not something they're into, don't try to pressure them. Don't try to trick them into doing it. I had a guy tell me one time he was just going to bring a girl home and I lost my mind. I was like, you would have done that. And that would have caused a fight because you didn't decide, you decided it wasn't worth talking to me about. You were just going to spring this on me. So definitely it's a discussion that needs to happen between couples. Respect your partner and what their wishes are. I want to just get to go to the point that you just said about like the men who um, have done it and then the want to do it again. I think that's hilarious because I feel like those men are like, it's mad work, yo. I got please- 100%. That's what they say every time. I got to please not only one, but two. Nah, that's my work though. Like they not even on the same rhythm, the same wavelength. This one's like halfway towards the, the finish line. That one's not even started. I'm tired. So I think that's hilarious. hilarious. Um, I'm tired. It's late. I got to get up in the morning. Oh, thank you. One was one and done. That's them. They, they almost do it because they want to be able to say they did it. Yep. And then you know, they could be like, I didn't. and they don't even say it wasn't for me. They're just like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I did it. I think uh, I, for me, you know, looking at this statement, I kind of feel like this is more about because it said, I believe if I ask him for one with another man, he'd get into his feelings um, and his pride and say, well, no, because I'm not gay. So this is I think they're making a bigger statement about men's treatment of um, bisexuality or homosexuality. Um, I think that to some degree, the, the issue really becomes the fact that when you think about this type of situation, as far as like having these type of conversations, that's never the problem. Have the conversation. If you need to have the conversation. If it's coming up, threesomes is coming up. The issue is more so you're trying to make this person understand that frankly, I wouldn't do it because that is not my sexuality. So I feel like this person is basically saying, um, I need you to understand that the way that you would be uncomfortable with me asking you to go outside of your preferred sexuality to please me in a threesome is the way that I would feel uncomfortable, but there's this idea that I feel a majority of men have in their fantasy where they think that low key, every woman is a little bit lesbian, that every single woman is. And it's because women, we can appreciate the beauty and the sensitivity and all of that of another woman. You can look at a woman and go, she's bad. She's this, she's that. That doesn't mean I want to have sex with her. And I think that men just, would rather us, as in a lot of things, would rather us um, just go beyond our boundary of like not into that for the sake of our relationship with them than they ever would for the sake of their relationship with us. So although I agree with everything you've said about when you're in a partnership, speak about threesomes, especially if you're an open person. So if you're open to them, cool, have this conversation. But in this situation, it really sounds like it comes down to the fact that this person automatically knows they're kind of with a person who's like, but just do it. It's another girl. Like, you're going to have fun too. Why wouldn't you enjoy that? When it's like, dude, okay, so just do it. It's another boy. Why wouldn't you? Um, do, we, do we have to have a conversa- uh, conversation about your uh, views on homosexuality? Because it seems like you have some skewed views on homosexuality between men and men, but you don't have those skewed views on homosexuality between a woman and a woman. This is a much bigger conversation. Plus, I like to always attribute it to the same thing. 
okay, it's like uh, anal sex. You can stick it in mine when I can stick something in yours. The anus is the same both ways. Sorry. And if you don't, that's gay. I shouldn't be with you because you just said that's gay. Like that's not what makes you gay. Right? So that's the problem in itself right there in that conversation. But even if he doesn't say that's gay, even if he goes, no, why would I do that? Because this is about wanting to be with the other person and about pleasure. Well, you want me to do this because it will pleasure you. How do you know I'm not into dominating and it will, I'm not saying I am, I'm saying, how do you know until I try it? But your unwillingness to try it for me does not make me want to try it for you. I just think that happens a lot in hetero relationships. Men want and expect more of women than um, they're willing to give in certain sexual things when it comes to um, sexuality. 100%. I think you're absolutely right. I think that that is a huge issue because I've had this conversation with a lot of people before. And it does come down to the fact where it's people do look at women being a, being able to appreciate another woman as always being sexual. As always being sexual. Like, I can't say that another woman looks great. I can't tell her she's beautiful without you thinking that I would eventually one day hook up with her. Because when you go back to the patriarchy and the male gaze and everything, that's what your intentions would be telling this woman that she is beautiful. Your intentions would be to try to hook up with her. Your intentions would be to try to sleep with her. So clearly that must be my intention. I can't just be complimenting her. I have to have a sexual attraction to her in order to be complimenting her. So there is something about this view of girl on girl or lesbianism or, or bisexuality in women that is looked at as almost a novelty as opposed to the opposite. So yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Consider it like picking a flower. That's how I think men like to look at um, women and sexuality. Women, I'm not trying to say that this is not a literal statement, but when men hear a woman appreciate another woman, they think she just saw a pretty flower and she wants to pick it and own it because that's what they do. They see a pretty flower and they wanna pick it and own it. That's how they treat women where a woman could look at another woman and go, what a pretty flower, leave the flower there and I'm gonna move on with my day in my life. That's what they don't understand about our sexuality. We could even see a, a cute man and go, I think he's cute, but I don't wanna be with him, right? No, they wanna turikitaka thing, everything that they think is cute. And that's the problem that they think that's, that's, that's the same, for both of us. And then they get upset when we're like, ah, like that's a y'all thing. Like, that's not an us thing. Turikitaka thing is now in my head. That's all I hear. Turikitaka thing. Turikitaka thing. Sorry. <clears throat> it's in my head. But you're absolutely right. I think the flower yeah. analogy is actually so on point. It's so very much on point. Um, and that's a bigger conversation for oh. for us to have on the podcast so look out for that conversation because we'll definitely get into that conversation um Catherine, tell the lovely people where they can find you you find me on instagram and tiktok at Catherine g mendoza instagram has a dot after the g and on twitter it is at kathy k-a-t-h-i-e grace g-r-a-c two four yes check out her tiktok uh, check out the TikTok because it's so funny. Um, you guys know you can find me at Gbrione on Instagram, at Gbrione80 on the TikTok, which I am having some fun with myself. Check out The Floor is Lava on Amazon or head over to HBO and check out one of the projects I have uh, up there. There's new stuff coming soon. So I can't wait to tell you guys about stuff that's coming up for me and keep up with the podcast. Add us uh, on TikTok. Make sure you add the right one. Uh <laughs> And mess in progress podcast. Yes. Mess it. We have a whopping five followers. So that's what you're looking for. If me and Gina are following it, that's the page. Yes. Look and see if we're following it. That's the page you want. And there's only two followers. Like, yes. I mean, there's only two people. No, there's only two people the page follows. And yes. So pay attention to those things. Add us on TikTok. You guys know I love to end the show with a piece of advice my mom gives me to this day. When life throws a lot at you, handle it one catastrophe at a time. Until next time, people. Deuces. Bye. Bye.
do it like that yeah. You the kind of chick that's ready to fight back yeah. Looks damn good, but really she type bad mm-hmm. Go to sleep, I call him my nightcap night. Born killer, you a born killer mm. Go on, get him, go on, go on, get him mm.